baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, don't get excited. We're not going to start playing a lot of Christmas music because it's not even Thanksgiving. We will after after Thanksgiving. But I, I, I play this song as kind of an intro to what we're going to talk about this hour. There's a, a small town in, in, in Wisconsin, and they're banning the use of using only red and green colors in any Christmas holiday decoration. It's a way of making everybody feel included. Don't use just red and green because red and green represent the Christian holiday of Christmas. This is wokeness gone wild. But I like talking about this because this is just the kind of thing that some people will take and blow completely out of proportion and make it seem like it's everywhere. It's a small town in Wisconsin. It's not happening everywhere. And nobody's taking Christmas away from you. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. I want to go to uh, Chris Miller in our um, uh, newsroom. Uh, Chris, uh, the, the cockfighting story in, in Oklahoma, I, I missed part of that. Did the governor of Oklahoma endorse cockfighting? Not directly. He just uh, heaped a lot of praise on a private group that is, um, I mean, I guess they don't actively, engage, at least not that we know of, engage in cockfighting. But right. they're a, a, it's it's a pro-cockfighting uh, uh I don't think I call them a lobby, but it's a it's a group of game you know game bird fighting interests. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because you know I we, and I also heard you uh, in the news say that it was you know recently Louisiana was one of the last states to outlaw cockfighting. Yeah, I remember when that happened. I I was when I went back to look it up, was surprised it was as late as two thousand eight. I could have sworn it was pre Hurricane Katrina that the state banned cockfighting, but uh, no, it was. Uh, Voted on in 2007 and took effect in August of 2008, and we bet uh, at that point cockfighting became illegal in all 50 U.S. states and territories. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I think about that episode of Seinfeld where they were worried about little Jerry, little Jerry, little Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a horrible thing. I mean, if you, if you, anybody's ever seen that I mean, in real life, I mean, I haven't seen it in real life, but I've seen video of it, and it's a it's a horrible thing. I mean, these these chickens are trained to kill, and and, and one's going to die, and you know, look, I know I know people will say I'm hypocritical because I eat chicken, but I don't know. It's just it seems like it's a different thing. I mean, that's what roosters do. You can't have more than one rooster in the hen house. Right. But I think in a normal situation, after a few blows are exchanged, one of them backs <laughs> off in, in cockfighting. They're put in a ring and they can't. So it, right. it, it ends right. until uh, a bird is dead or dying. Usually, yeah, really sad. All right, Chris, thanks for that information. And Ian, I'm thinking, you know, okay, so we, we ban cockfighting in, in Louisiana, okay, yep. but, you know, we, but we don't ban having sex with chickens. You know, you can't have cockfighting, but you can still have sex with chickens in Louisiana. Well, Scoot, that's government overreach. Well, uh, you know, that's, that's I mean. That's big government. I, I guess. What is this, 1984? You know. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. We can't have cockfight. No, I'm against that. Oh, by the way, there's this, uh, there's this really graphic video of this wildebeest that is um, is uh, being pursued by a, a crocodile, and the wow. wildebeest you know gets gets cl- too close to the river, and the crocodile's trying to kill him. And you know, I I, I I didn't see the whole thing, but I found out that the wildebeest made it to the made it to the side of the the river, made it to the shore. Okay, but I you know I don't I know it's I, I know it's natural, and the crocodile has to eat too. 
But I don't like watching videos where these, um, you know, animals are like, um, you know, killing each other. And again, I know it's 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 part of the process, yeah, but it's I, I, just, you know, it's just the way of all things, man. I I guess I don't I, I don't like watching it though. Not interested in in, in, in watching it. Uh, so uh, anyway, hey, we had a really nice dinner last night. Yes, um, we sure did. This was it. There was a nice WWL dinner. We invited some of our our uh, special guests and and special friends. And it was at uh, Desi Vegas uh, Steakhouse on mm-hmm. um, on Veterans in, in Metairie. It's in the what is it the Lake Tower the Heritage Plaza. Heritage Plaza, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's right on the the parish uh, line. And I got to tell you, and I'm not saying this for any other reason. This is just totally unsolicited. I'm not getting anything for for saying this. The food was impeccable. Oh man, the food was still. I don't I don't eat red meat, but it looked like your Hell filet mignon was delicious. Yeah, it's been a long time since I had a cut of steak that was quite that fancy. And brothers and sisters, that was a tasty little sucker. Yeah, and and speaking of uh, cockfighting and chickens dying, I I ate a, a dead chicken last yeah, night the, at yeah, the, the table. Chicken. It was uh, it was very good. Uh, uh, and and the service. This is what was amazing. I mean, here was this whole room of people. Yeah, it was like. F- 35 of us maybe I something guess. like that yeah the, the surface was Im- impeccable so look i was just really Im- impressed and and i have no reason to say that other than to give credit to uh, a business that is doing a good job uh, sometimes we're we're quick to complain about businesses and uh, the food critic who's all, always on with uh, tommy tucker <laughs> yes. uh, ian mcnulty was yeah. at our table yeah we had a fun table didn't we we did tantron was at our table mm-hmm. um jeff booker uh one of our local sales uh, geniuses was mm-hmm. uh, was at our table so it was um and, and danny, there yeah Dan- Dan- yes. danny miller our uh yeah our, our head tech uh, engineer guy yeah it was you me mcnulty ton danny and jeff yeah and we had a good time it was fun yeah it was a it was a good dinner so uh, thanks for having us uh having us to dinner Let's see uh, what else. Oh, we're going to get to this uh, this topic here in just a moment. Um, the my horse is uh, is running this this weekend. Um, Scuderia is uh, is running this weekend at the fairgrounds Saturday, and I I don't know what the time is, but Miss um, Evelyn Benoit is about to join us on WWL to uh, to tell us a little bit about that. Um, we'll go to Miss Evelyn just uh, in just uh, just one second here. Okay, so an, another cloudy day, but hey, we're close to the weekend, and it looks like it's going to be a great weekend. So don't let the continuation of this cloudy weather get you down. Miss Evelyn Benoit joins us. Miss Evelyn, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. How so are you? I'm I'm good. I'm excited about uh, scoot running this weekend. It's going to be exciting. This okay. is going to be a whole new experience for me. Okay. I have never had uh, all of my horses in one born. I have new conditioners, and my trainer's names are Shane Wilson and his great son, Connor Wilson. They have 22 of my racing team ready to go, and Scoot is definitely at the top of the list. Okay, how's Scoot looking? Fabulous. He's 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 ready, as ready as we can get him, and... You know, you talk about uh, the the personality of these these racehorses and uh, a horse like um, like Scoot, for example. And again, it's just such an honor that you named a racehorse after me. And, and he's and he's a winner, or he's been winning. I mean, there's no there's no guarantee. But you talk about how this horse in training, he, he knows it's training, and it's like he's ready for the real thing. He's ready for an actual race. Let me say one thing about Scoot. In my dreams, and since I'm a kid, I've been having horses and I've always dreamed to have something as unique as he is. Now Storgator, no doubt the most beautiful horse ever that I bred, but to have a unique looking horse is I have three of them right now in the barn and Scoot is one of them. He's super horse. He has um everything about him. His eyes, his blood type, um up op- 
obviously brought both of them together. I don't know how lucky I was to have that happen. The color, his body type, he's very, very unique. And I'm so proud that I was lucky enough to name that one for you because I had to walk through. I never had seven. The whole This whole situation naming him for you is crazy because I told you I would name one, and then normally I don't have seven ready in a barn that doesn't have a name. I am known throughout probably the whole United States for naming them late because I like to see them on the racetrack before I give up a name. Okay. It's very hard to name a horse. People don't realize that you can think all day long and it's been taken. So I had to walk through. I found him. I watched him. And I wanted something special. He is super special. If people come out this weekend, he's going to run Saturday. He's going to have his hands full. He's in a stake race. It's going to be the toughest competition he's had to meet. He's run four times. He's won three of them. And he was second. And we know it was his sinus. I don't like excuses, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you the truth. He is ready. The trainers and the whole Wilson team and, of course, me, (laughs) can't sleep. We can't eat. And we can't wait for Scoot. So... And I'm running six great horses this weekend. I'm wow. not going to tell you. When you see them, you will know. We've been resting. We've been slowing down the works. Uh, every trainer that's ever worked for me in the past 40 years will tell you I do not like fast work. Scoot is very hard to keep him low maintenance, try to keep him together. He's ready. That's all I can say. I, I know I, what I, he looks I, like. I know some people that would vouch for the fact that Scoot is high maintenance. No, I'm not saying the problem is he wants to run every time he gets on the track, and you have to really hold him down, you know, and calm him. We just got to keep him calm. And so when he breaks the gate, he's going to be, let me tell you exactly what race he'll be in. And um, he's going to be, I think, the ninth race, and he's in the four hole. And um, I'm sure there's horses in there that have won close to 400,000. I haven't been able to look at my competition because I've been very busy. But. It's going to be a tough race, okay. but we're ready, and I hope you're there. No, I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for the, I'm going to be at the fairgrounds Saturday for the ninth race to watch um, to watch Scoot run. And you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to win because, like you say, nope. this is going to be a tough race. But out of the four races that he's run, he's he's won three and came in second and one, and he did have that uh, sinus issue. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, some people have no, uh, some people that I, some people some of our listeners have made money betting on Scoot. Was, let me say this that I, I wanted to re- remind people. When he ran before we were shipping him, you know, like that night, it was a night race and you're shipping in and you get, you're in a truck. You know, it's a whole, it's a lot. But now he's just got to walk over from the barn and hopefully nothing happens. I'm praying every day, <laughs> trying to keep myself uh, focused to get him there right. And we have three Friday running and i like all those they all look amazing and then we have big horses on saturday behemoth scoot and trying my heart house they're they're some of the biggest horses at the fairgrounds if not the biggest (laughs) so i hope people come out there and see you and see the horse and uh fairgrounds is going to be exciting year for everybody i know i've talked to the um track announcer a few minutes ago he's super uh guy and 
we're all excited. I, I'm excited, too. It's just, uh, again, it's, it's quite an honor, and I, I'll look forward to that, but I will definitely be there. Uh, Scoot is, is beautiful, and I, I've talked about his hindquarters, and they kind of remind me a little bit of Nicki Minaj. I mean, he's, <laughs> just, I mean, he's got hindquarters that are just incredible. Well, he's put on a lot of weight. He's been resting. We haven't pushed him. He's, it's a cool time of the year. It's cooler, yeah. the weather. He loves it. When I look at him, I can see it. He's like a bull trying to get out of a china closet. <laughs> All right. So I can't wait. And you're going to be right there next to him. Yeah, I look so. forward to. Um, yeah, I look forward to being there in the, the the paddock area, and I look forward to to seeing you and uh, and Scoot this weekend. So uh, thanks and your a lot, Fans Ms. are invited. Fans right. are invited <laughs> to get in the winner's circle if we make that happen. All right. So if Scoot wins, and if you listen to the show, and if you're at the fairgrounds, you're welcome to come join us in the winner's circle for the picture. That's right. Okay. All <laughs> right, Miss Evelyn. Thanks for being with us. Okay, bye-bye. All right, uh, so let's talk about this uh, city in Wisconsin. They're banning the use of only red and green colors in Christmas holiday decorations. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But they want to promote being inclusive. And so they think that just red and green associated with the Christian holiday of Christmas, it, it's excluding some people. Nobody should be offended by the use of red and green. But I also talk about this because there will be people who are going to take this one little situation and blow it out of proportion and make it seem like this is happening all over the country, and it's not. We'll get into that when we come back. I'm Scoot on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So, you know, we're just before Thanksgiving, and, and we're just playing this Christmas music now to, to sort of support this, uh, this topic that we, we have now. The city in Wisconsin is Wauwatosa, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. There's a city that is now instructing everyone, there's a new rule in place, that using traditional red and green Christmas decorations only in public places this holiday season is no longer allowed. Do not do it. They're trying to welcome an inclusive environment by not offending anybody. There's no reason why the red and green of Christmas should offend anybody. In fact, if you really think about it, the red and green in Christmas decorations really does support nothing but the pagan symbols of Christmas. You know, there's, there's nothing Christ-like about the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree is a, is a pagan symbol. And so this idea of using red and green, I mean, so what? And, you know, look, if, 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 if you want to make a name for yourself by complaining about being offended by red and green or being offended by Christmas, you know, this is America. You can, you can try and do that. But we can call you out. We, we can talk about how ridiculous it is that you would be so sensitive that you would have to complain about red and green. This is wokeness gone wild. And it should not be an issue. And, and people should be able to celebrate Christmas. But then if you do, if it's a, a public setting of, of some kind, like a city, then you open the door for other religions to be uh, recognized as well. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, um, anything else. You know, we, we talked a little bit about that, that this week. 
and we shouldn't be that offended by it. If, 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 if Christians are telling people, don't be offended by our symbols, then we should not be offended by their symbols. But this idea that this, this city of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, is telling people you cannot use red and green colors only in celebrating Christmas is, is absurd. And I just, I, I like to be able to call it out. But I caution you, because a lot of people make a big deal about something, and you'll see this on social media. When you get social media posts from people who, who are trying to spread the fear, spread fear in this country that you have something to fear, that they're, they're taking Christmas away from you, what people will do is they'll, they will take this one incident and they'll make it seem like this is everywhere. I've never heard of this city in Wisconsin. Wauwatosa. I've never heard of it. It's happening in one place. And as I mentioned earlier, and we've talked about this before, there, there might be a case of a drag queen just going renegade in a situation where there are kids around. That's not happening everywhere. That doesn't define all drag queens. But yet there are people who will take one situation and make it seem like it's happening everywhere. And this is the stuff that we need to try to get beyond. And I love that we have the opportunity to set the record straight because I know the mentality of the, the average talk show host. And, you know, you go across this country and you, 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 you see these talk show hosts and it, it, it's, it's, it's so easy for them to rile people up by saying, you know what, this is the beginning of the end. This city in Wisconsin is doing this. It's the beginning of the end. We cannot let this happen. And they'll rile up the listeners and they'll get everybody all excited and all fearful over this false idea that we're losing the right to celebrate Christmas. You can celebrate Christmas. You've always been able to celebrate Christmas. And the government has not done anything to take away your right to celebrate Christmas. So, you know, these are the talk show hosts that take the easy road. And the easy road is to just take one minor situation and to blow it totally out of proportion and to in, instill fear and get people to spread the fear and get people all anxious and all, all um, just freaked out over this, this, this idea of, oh, my God, now we can't use red and green. Yes, we can use red and green. There's one little city in Wisconsin that says they can't use it in the city. But that doesn't speak for you or me or everybody else. If you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Metairie. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, Scoot. It's actually Kim with a K. Okay, Kim. How are you? That's fine. I, I, I kind of agree with everything you said. The only thing that bothers me, other than the term literally is the term woke are you agreeing with that word wokeness are you being sarcastic or what you know i I, well i I understand why the word is is used it it goes back in in history and i i disagree with i understand the use of the word woke it's it's a kind of a new thing it's been resurrected from from the uh, the past but I, I, don't, I don't agree with um, the fear over being woke. I, I, I don't think this is something that people need to fear. Well, yeah, and, and I don't like it because in the black community, of which I belong to, mm-hmm. woke simply means to be aware. Here's a good example, and I use this example all the time. With all the looming charges against Donald Trump, he better be woke. So anybody 
can be woke. It's not liberals that are woke. It's not right. conservatives that are woke. It's just being aware of your situation. Right. Uh, it's going to be stormy tomorrow, so heavy umbrella. You better be woke. That's no, all that's it means. A, no, so when pe- Kim, you're right. And the, the, the original uh, use of the word, uh, as far as I know, goes back to the black community. And it's about being aware exactly. of other people, being aware of your, your surroundings. And, uh, right, it, right. But, but, it, but the right-wing radicals have turned it into a bad word, and they've turned it into something exactly. that is a bad thing. We, you know, as, as a right. country, we need to be woke. We, we should be woke yep. concerning each other. And, and, and by not being woke, we have Jeff Landry as our governor. Now, you may like Jeff Landry. I'm not saying he's good or bad. But I'm saying if you, people complain about him being the governor, but nobody went vote. So you better stay woke and vote. You yeah, know? I like that. I, I like it. Kim, it I, I love, your, love your attitude, man. I appreciate you calling in with that because you're, right, you're man. All right, take that. it easy. All right, thanks. Let's go to New Orleans East. Brown, you're on WWL. Hello, Brown. Hey. Hey, hey, yeah, Brown, you're on WWL. Okay, thank you, my brother. We're at a woke deal, you know. They, they tried, they've been trying to explain what they mean by woke. Nobody can explain it, really. Not even those who use this woke, what they mean woke, you know. And so you got these two fractions. You got the extreme, um, the extreme liberal, liberals, on the left, and you got the extreme um, conservative on the right. And they're talking about woke, and nobody can really explain what you mean. I mean, we all is fighting actually for the same thing. Life, liberty, and the pursuit yeah. of happiness. It's about it's about awareness, and and we we should be aware. Exactly. We should be aware of each other. But the, again, right. the word and the 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 concept of 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 being woke has been turned into a negative thing by right wing radicals. When in reality, right. you know, we we should be woke. I mean, you know, liberals should be woke when it comes to uh, conservatives, and conservatives should be woke when That's it right. comes to, to to liberals. This is America. We you have know, no I reason not I don't to have be no woke. Problem. Yeah, I don't have no problem uh, with someone who thinks different than me. I just don't like it when they try to say my thinking it, it just don't count. Yeah. Because we all have different opinions about everything. Yeah. And I just don't see myself being a conservative, to be honest. Well, that's, so I mean, that's okay. I mean, this is America. Yeah, but listen to this here. One time they were saying, okay, a job training, uh, uh, a job training facility he was saying that that was both barrel spending. Spending. How is giving someone a trade is both barrel? <laughs> yeah. I, look, it's it's gotten to the it's point. Confusion. Yeah, it's gotten to the point of total confusion. But uh, just make no mistake about it that that you know the and we've talked about this before the woke wars. It, it it's it's a political strategy. It's designed to make you afraid. That you're losing America, that because of being aware of things, because of being aware of, of somebody else's plight in life. I mean, you want people to be aware of, of you and your plight in life and being aware of somebody's plight in life and, and even acting on it. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's all just been twisted into a, into a political campaign. And I, I, I think that's sad. 
But I think this example in, in this town of Wisconsin is uh, just a, an example of woke gone wild. It's it just, you know, I'm using the word woke in there uh, because that's what people are, are calling it now. Um, but there are examples of, 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 of wokeness that is it's, it's out of control. Uh, and we shouldn't fear uh, red or green colors. We, we, we should be able to use those, those colors. And anybody offended by that should just, you know, kind of move along and stop, you know, stop trying to shut somebody else's beliefs down because you don't totally agree with them. If you want to join us, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. We've got a lot of texts that are, that are building up, so uh, we're going to get to your texts when, uh, when we come back. Uh, so uh, a lot still to talk about. Um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey flew to Argentina to be with his girlfriend uh, Taylor Swift to see her in concert if this is a serious relationship considering what they both do it will inevitably be a long distance relationship have you ever been in one of those I've been in two and you know they kind of worked in fact for a long time they they did work but it's tough can a long distance relationship work we'll talk about that in the next hour I'm Scoot we'll be back on WWL on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar on this day in 1985, this song, We Built the City by Starship, was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It has been named the worst song of all time. I don't understand that. I think it's kind of a cool song. So why is this song just such a, such a bad song? You know, I had a conversation with, uh, with Mickey Thomas, and I want you to hear what he said when I, I asked him, um, why do so many people hate the song, We Built the City? It's a polarizing song, isn't it? Why? I love it. It's a great song. Well, you know, I think it's a great song. I think the lyrics are pretty cool. Bernie Taupin, you know, wrote the lyrics, and um, he's pretty good. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that, uh, I think on the one hand, for some reason, the song kind of became the poster child for a lot of what was happening in music in the mid-'80s that a lot of people just didn't like or care for. Um, That music was becoming too too technical, too techno, too many computers, too many samples, too many of this, you know, not as organic. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people just didn't take to that. For us, it was just that, hey, we get all these new toys and devices and wonderful things that we can use to create music and to explore different ways to create music and new sounds. And uh, so th- that's what it was for us. But, you know, I think it's a double-edged sword with We Built This City. Oh, I, I, I love this song. I have the, I have the, the great memory of uh, sitting in a, a hotel room in San Francisco, overlooking San Francisco Bay, and, and I had the, the radio on in the hotel room. That song came on. Yeah. Well, I was there. You know? and, and, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, for me, uh, so many people associate the song with San Francisco, obviously, because of the, you know, the, the obvious connection with the band. But for us, for me, it was never about that at all. I never had San Francisco in mind or... LA in mind, or I didn't have any particular geographical city in mind. I was thinking more in the abstract. I was thinking more in the terms of the city just being like a group of people anywhere who come together as one to commune and celebrate music and, you know, and the power of music. I was honestly thinking of Woodstock when I recorded it in the studio. So Mickey Thomas talking about uh, why we built this city. On rock and roll is such a polarizing song. I want to mention, if you haven't heard, um, I know he was a hero to many of you because he took a hammer and he um, he, he beat uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband. And since it's Nancy Pelosi's husband, many people were happy that this guy did this. David DePap has been found guilty. He's going directly to prison. 30 years 
guilty on assault charges with a hammer, 20 years guilty on attempted uh, uh, kidnapping. So, you know, he was a hero for a lot of people. But anyway, the dude uh, apparently got caught up in conspiracy theories, and he's uh, he's going to prison. Let's go to Gregory in Metairie. Gregory, you're on WWL. Hey, Scoot, that was great. You know, that song, We Built This City, I was in the Navy in 1985 when that song really broke, and it it really was good. When it first came out, what they would do, they would do like the local radio station would go, they went, there's a chorus in there yeah. where they would go, um, you know, W something something or KWR. I was in, in Salmon, Nevada, so our local radio station was in Reno at back then. And they would cut it, well, this is KRWS, Reno, Nevada. And they would go back into Mickey's uh, song. I think it's a great song. I'm yeah. sorry. I can't understand I why people hate it. I agree. I think it's wonderful. And I want to talk to you about something. Go ahead. Really serious now. I mean, why are you on the fence? What do you mean? I mean, why are you on the fence? This guy I've listened to my whole life, you're on the fence about everything. I mean, you don't want to push and you don't want to prod, give but me, I think sometimes you'll lean. Give me an example. I just, I just wish you would come out and say. Give me an example of what you think I'm on the fence about. Give me an example. Mm, There's not enough time on your radio show. The thing is, I adore you. I respect. I, I adore. That's that's kind of a crazy do you thing. Think but I do. do you think? Do you, you think? Do you think I'm on the fence when it comes to um, same-sex marriage? Do you think no, I'm on? The, do you think I'm on the, I'm def- on the fence? Am, am, I'm I, all in. am I on the fence when it comes to uh, drag queens and trans people? Am I on the fence when it comes all to right wing radical Republicans? Welfare reform? Wrong. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, Greg Brown is um, a conservative, and I don't think that all conservatives. I know you're going to give me that little thing. We don't think all conservatives are radicals, and blah 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 blah. But you got some wackos out there, and it's like you never take our cause. Sometimes it's like you're more leaning towards what okay. these crazy idiots are doing. Like, and I respect it. I watched your whole thing about you don't like religion on your show, and I'm not going to even bring that up. I mean, we don't need religion to be moral and decent people. We don't need religion. It's right or it's wrong. I I, I agree. Sometimes I seem like. I, sometimes I listen. This is a passionate plea to a guy that I really respect. Right, Greg, Gregory, look, I, I'm, I'm I'm very passionate about things. If if you um if you think that I I'm not uh, definitive about things, I think you need to listen a little uh, more carefully. But I do also understand the other side of issues, and you know if you don't bring up the other side of the issue, then people think that you're just myopic and you only see one side of an issue. So sometimes I understand why people feel another way about something, but it doesn't make me less convicted when it comes to talking about one specific point of view. I mean, I am very definite when it comes to my opinions. The, um, the, the topic we're talking about right now, the, in, the, the, the city in Wisconsin that is banning red and green colors now, this is, of course, on city property. I can't ban anything going on in your house. But the banning of using red or green only, that's ridiculous. What's not definitive about that? And I really don't, I don't, 
I just don't want to take time to defend myself in this in this case because I'm, I'm very definitive when it comes to uh, opinions. I mean, I asked Gregory and I was on the phone. He said the same thing to me. He was like, ah, Scoot's, you know, always on the fence about everything. And I said, well, that's not fair. Like, what are, what are you talking about today? Why did you call today to make this very specific accusation? And he didn't have an answer, and he was on hold for, you know, six or seven minutes and still didn't come up with anything. So, man, I don't know what to do about that. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm what, do, what do you say? I'm very definitive about just things. like everything you said, like the you know the gay and the queer community. Everybody knows what your position is on that and same sex. And it's not, and that is not always a popular position to take. No, but I it definitely sure take isn't. a position there. Everybody knows, you know, how you feel about you know welfare reform and the Second Amendment and religious freedoms. These are issues that you have a firmly held yeah. opinion about. Now, it doesn't mean that you can apply that opinion equally to every single time that certain topic comes up, because not every single right. topic about welfare reform is exactly the same. But to accuse you of, of being so wishy-washy as to never have a position on anything is overkill. Yeah, uh, of course. And the Second Amendment, for example, I have never thought that the gun is at fault. I've never blamed the gun. It's always what a person does with a gun. But, okay, so I'm not for gun control, but, and this is not being on the fence, but there are some things that we could do to keep guns out of the hands of some people who shouldn't have guns. I mean, I'm not an absolutist when it comes to, to certain things, and that's just not a, a, a practical standpoint, you know, to, to be that much of an absolutist when it comes to things. Absolutely no gun control. Hey, I don't want some whacked out person who should not have a gun because of mental issues. I don't want them to get a gun. But it's not going to stop gun violence. It might help keep some people from getting guns, which is a, is a good thing. And when it comes to this, uh, this city in Wisconsin banning the use of red and green colors only in Christmas de- de- decorations is ridiculous. Very definitive about that as well. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. All right, on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, 1974, this song was the number one song in America. Uh, it's John Lennon, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. That's Elton John playing the piano, and Elton John even does uh, background vokes with, uh, with John Lennon. I do remember this one. All right, coming up in the next hour, let's add to the conversation. Uh, Long-distance relationships. If, uh, if, tra- if, if, if Travis Kelsey tied in for the, the Chiefs, if he's going to have a girlfriend, Taylor Swift, they're going to be in a long-distance relationship. Is that going to work? I'm Scoot. We'll be back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.